are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. He is Lena McCool. And today we're going to answer your Twitter questions. Uh, and you guys got a lot of really good ones that I'm excited to get to. So we carved out a half an hour to get to as many of these as possible. But before we do that, Landon, how are you doing today, sir? I'm doing well. I'm excited to to, to do questions. Uh, you know, I, we have to apologize. We didn't quite get the all 22 the timely manner that we were expected to. I know you guys are excited about that as I, as I am to watch it. Uh, but so we thought we'd move up questions. And it's always, always a good day to answer Twitter questions. Yeah, although I feel like we're moving on pretty quickly this week. We didn't even really get to enjoy winning the NFC East because we got it. We had to talk about the Cowboys, uh, uh, you know, just destroying Washington. Just weird, Landon. Like we spend all this time worrying about the NFC East, and um, we don't get to celebrate it too much. Uh, I listen. I, I'm certainly not putting the brakes on any celebration here. Uh, any kind of uh, uh, all right. Uh, then I'm gonna just smoke a cigar though while we're doing the oh, show. Oh wow, right? wow, wow! Right. Look at he's doing it, guys. Let's he's do the doing entire it. show. We'll just I'm, sit here I'm and smoke it. a cigar. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Let's do it. All right. Uh, all right. Let's get to your Twitter questions, Lane. And a lot of really, really good ones uh, about Kelvin Joseph. So let's no. let's just start there. A, a lot of people want to know. Yeah. Joseph was really good on Sunday. We're going to get to that in our all 22 breakdown yep. tomorrow, but would you be in favor of moving him to the outside and moving Anthony Brown back into the slot? I think I know your answer, but I want it anyways. I think it's tough. You know, it's like, it's one of those things where Jordan Lewis has played a fantastic, had had a fantastic year. You know, I mean, he's, he's had one of his best years as a, as a pro uh, you've, he's kind of lived up to the, what you had hoped he would be as, as a, uh, as a slot corner, as a nickel corner. Um, you know, the, the, the thing here is, is I, I think that we thought, you know, going to the beginning of the season that Anthony Brown's and Jordan Lewis's either, either one of those two, their play would force our hand into making Kelvin Joseph come in, um, and start. And now it's not that situation, right? It's not where you feel obligated to put Jordan Lewis in the spot or uh, put, uh, uh, Kelvin Joseph in that spot and kick in Brown. It's just that he played so well, and you know he's young and talented that you want to get him on the field. So uh, I, I think you know it's it's tough to lose your job to a COVID test positive, especially when you're playing the best football in your career. Uh, but I think the Cowboys have to at least consider rotate starting a rotation or or giving Kelvin Joseph more snaps, uh, uh, you know, in the spot because. He just clearly, I mean, you know, he, he, he played with limited snaps. He was always a starter, but he played limited snaps before that. And, and every time that he's been on the field in, um, you know, for the defense, uh, he's shown that he's capable. He's shown that he belongs. Uh, and he has a skill set that, you know, you want to obviously develop. So I, I don't know if I'm ready to quite take away the job yet. Yeah. Uh, but I think I'm ready to start, you know, talking about a heavy rotation, start talking about getting him more snaps on defense, trying to find ways to get him on the field simply because, uh, you know, he's your future there. And, and I think that you kind of want to get an idea of exactly what you got. And, and frankly, as the, as the uh, uh, postseason goes on, you're going to need all these guys. So getting him more experience is only going to be a good thing. I don't disagree. I think the Cowboys should try to get him on the field. However, I think an important 
situations. Let's say against the Cardinals game. Let's say it's in the fourth quarter and it's third down and seven. I kind of still want Jordan Lewis and Anthony Brown in the game. I do. I, I I just I trust those guys more in big spots than I would a rookie. And I think the Cowboys have done a really good job of slow playing all these rookies onto the field, right? Like they haven't given them too much other than Michael Parsons. They just give him everything. Uh, but yeah. everybody else, you know, making sure they're in spots to succeed, I kind of would like to see them continue that strategy the rest of the way. Yeah, I mean, let's, you know, it's not like that they've been rushing him onto the field. I mean, I think we all anticipated the idea of him trying to become the starter uh, in, in the offseason and obviously injury and some other things kind of, uh, 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 you know, mess that that timeline up, but so you know, I don't know that they are, uh, you know, that they're trying to rush him in. But I, I also want to be clear that I completely agree with your point. Like, uh, it's hard to take guys who are playing good football off the field in order to, to you know, it really, it's a lot like Connor Williams. I mean, I, I thought you know Connor Williams is getting more holding calls, and I think it's a little bit easier to at least point to a reason as to why. You're trying to replace that, right? Yep. But but I think that you know ultimately uh, you you don't want to like uh, you don't want to break what's fixed, you know, <laughs> you know, or or or, or what's this? you don't want to fix what's not broken. I guess is more yep. the appropriate way to say yep. it. So uh, you don't necessarily want to swap guys out who uh, are playing good football and 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 put in uh, a lot of uncertainty uh, because that's you know, that's the thing with Joseph. I mean, you know, we we feel good about him and feel good about what he did on Sunday. But he's still a young player, and, and, and anytime you add in a young player who doesn't have a lot of experience, uh, there's going to be uncertainty. Uh, so I think yeah, you, exactly. just don't need to, you just don't need to add that into uh, a defense, you know, full time that's that's really playing well. That's that's why I think folding him in, you know, ro- rotating him in, giving him more and more snaps. That's yeah, probably I, a better way. To go. And I don't think he needs a ton, but like keep continue no. the special team stuff because he's really good yeah. on special teams. He's good. He's, at, he's a great gunner. Yeah, uh, and then like 15 snaps a game the next couple of weeks. Actually, you might get to 18, and let's say the Cowboys know that they're not going to get to one seed or whatever. Maybe that's a game where Diggs only plays a quarter or something, and then you let Joseph play the, the rest of the game. I think that makes a lot more sense. I don't think round one of the playoffs, you're playing San Francisco, Calvin Joseph should be or should be one of your starters. Like That doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, no, I, I, there's no reason to – replace like you said there's no reason to place a guy who's two guys who are both playing very good football yeah. so it's just more about trying to get snaps for your young player that you believe in so uh yeah that that's a situation where you find good times to fold him in you don't force your hand there you don't put him in disadvantageous positions uh and, you know put him on key de- third downs where he's gonna you know he could potentially uh really make a mistake yeah mm-hmm. i think you just put him in good in good positions where he's likely to get positive experience uh, and then, you know, if he continues to just play out, uh, play the way that he has been uh, with those new experiences, then then you start having the conversation of do you do, is there a point where you can't keep this guy off the field anymore, you know, because he's playing so well. So uh, we, I don't think we've quite reached that point yet. I don't think we reached it either. Uh, again, Locked on Cowboys podcast. We're going through your Twitter questions today. Uh, let's uh, let's get to some more, Landon. This is a really good one from uh, Zach Pounds. He wants to know, does the play of Malik Turner and Cedric Wilson make Michael Gallup less of an offseason priority to resign? Um, It's very interesting because maybe, but also Cedric Wilson and Malik Turner and Noah Brown are all free agents. But what that may allow you to do is say, hey, we could bring back Malik Turner 
we could bring back Cedric Wilson at maybe let's say a combined $3 million or $4 million. And we'll still feel pretty good about our receivers, but what's your take on that? Yeah. You know, it's, it's the wide receiver situation is tough because you know, what makes this offense special is, is the fact that they have, you know, these three guys and uh, it, it really kind of makes it, uh, 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 a, a true threat to any t- to any defense uh, in the NFL, uh, and and so I'm I'm kind of reluctant to so quickly resign to the fact that Gallup is gone. You know, I guess it, 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 that's that's more my concern is that I, I think yes, you could probably kind of cobble things together with uh, Turner and, and and Wilson, and then maybe a draft pick right that you feel like could potentially be. Someone who could be like more of a, a speed guy who can get down the field, a top, you know, someone to take the top off. Um, but you know, I just you know, I, I feel really hesitant in in trying to uh, replace them at this point. But I guess if you had to, um, you know, you feel good about what Malik Turner can do for you as a receiver. You feel good about Cedric Wilson uh, as a as an NF, as a football player. You know, not just a receiver. You feel like he could provide you something as a special teamer. So uh, you get really one more quick, guy like Michael that. Gallup, this is a, really fascinating. So since week five of 2020, he's got 900 yards. No, Obviously, we know how good Michael uh, Gallup is. And we know a lot of it's due to injuries and stuff. But That's, what's yeah, the market going to look like for a receiver who basically has 1,000 yards over the last two weeks? Yeah, I, I mean, that's – that's that's what I that's that's what I, where I'm getting at too is that I, I just feel like the, the way the season has played out so far this year, right? That uh, that that suddenly Gallup's number may not nearly be as high as as we all anticipated going into this offseason. So uh, I think it's worth at least exploring to see if it's possible to bring him back. Uh, then you can kind of explore you know the sort of uh, Malik Turner. Wilson and draft pick kind of combos as a replacement there. Yeah, I, I agree. That's the receiver positions one. I'm really interested to see how that plays out over the next couple of weeks. Um, all right, yep. let's uh, let's go ahead and get to some more questions. This one from Matt. Who is a better shot at being the defensive player of the year, Trevon Diggs or Michael Parsons? I think it's got to be Parsons, right? I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, I think I, I mean I'm, I'm cheating a little bit because I know for a fact that Parsons has a higher uh, 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 chance like odds in, in Vegas, but it, it, the thing is, it's like I really feel like if Diggs has another game with an interception, like in a game, yeah, like this, that's gonna really flip it. Because at what point do you, you get to 12 interceptions? Like, you almost have to vote him in at that point, right? Yeah, I mean, he certainly is, he's certainly gonna remain in the top three no matter what, even if he doesn't get an interception, uh, because this year has just been absolutely outrageous. I, I do feel like. Uh, the reason I said Parsons, I think, is just because of the, all the hype. You know, it just yeah. feels like there's a lot more hype around Parsons because of you know he's about coming onto the scene and uh, Diggs got an interception last week, but you know it wasn't quite the 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 uh, you know the, <laughs> the the run that he had, especially right. early in the season where he was. I think he had what was it like four and three games or something. So yeah, uh, yeah. So I, I think that I think it, it, because of the position he plays, because of the hype around him. Uh, you know, and, 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 you know, how the NFL, they like the big new thing and, and, and he, you know, he kind of represents the new uh, NFL linebacker. So I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if it was Parsons. I honestly wouldn't be surprised if it was Diggs. I, I think if I'm, if you're making me bet, uh, I think it's Parsons. I, I think yeah. Parsons yeah. 
Uh, all right, next question. This one's from a very angry Cowboy fan. Uh, this one's from David. He wants to know, why has Kellen Moore's play calling been trashed since the Broncos game? Devontae Adams and Justin Jefferson are force-fed the ball and get deep passes, slants, and passes of at least 15 or more yards. But Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb don't get that. Terrible play calling, especially since Dalton Schultz keeps getting the ball. Wait, I'm, I'm confused by the question. Is this person pro or or, or, or for or against Kellen Moore? I, I'm kind of it sounds like he's not a big fan of Kellen Moore. <laughs> yeah, it sounds by basically what he's saying is, is he's not a big fan of Kellen Moore. Um, I mean, you know, the Cowboys have won a lot of football games and they have the highest points per game in the NFL. <laughs> We've got the number one offense in the NFL. They're the number one DVOA team in the NFL. Here, here's doing- the truth. They're doing Here's pretty good. Truth, I, I honestly think the last three games before Washington, all of them road games, I think the Cowboys know as long as we don't mess up on offense, we're going to win these games probably going away, right? So let's kind of pull things back. Let's play a conservative brand of football, lean on the rushing attack. And remember, Tyron Smith was, didn't play the last couple of games, so make sure you protect your quarterback a little bit. That's all you needed to do to win. And they did. They won and they covered in all those games. And then when they got home, you know, in their stadium, which they haven't played at in over 30 days, that's when you open up the offense a little bit. And it's, I I, I don't know. I just, I don't, it's not, it's never been a big deal to us. I don't think that, I don't think fans like to hear that. Like, I don't, I mean, and I, I, I guess I understand, but you know, the, the because idea they want that... you to score 50 points every single game, like the, <laughs> Believe it or not, the goal for a lot of teams isn't to score as many points as possible. It's to win the game and stay healthy. And beyond that, too, and I think this is the part that people struggle with, is that the goal of the of football is, is not – or the goal of the team is not just to win the game that they're playing. You know, the, the goal of the team is to win the Super Bowl or to make the playoffs and get into the yep. tournament and win the Super Bowl. Sometimes – and it doesn't happen very often, but it does happen – Sometimes the goals, uh, your larger goals, kind of interfere with your individual in-game goals. And and if you're having to choose between, you know, selling out to try to win a game on the road versus making sure that you have X players healthy for, you know, a a playoff run or or just making sure that you uh, are not giving away all all the, the, the the back, back in the secret pages of your playbook. Uh, I think that the Cowboys are going to try to take the little bit more difficult road of trying to beat teams straight up uh, so they don't reveal too much at the end of the year and that they, that things that they have in their back pocket remain in their back pocket until they really need it. So they didn't need it against the teams that they played the last nope. few weeks. And despite and despite what you know everyone's kind of saying in general or, 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 or upset with in general as far as uh, uh, you know style points and on the offense these last few weeks, it doesn't matter, you, you, you know. Like as much as we may talk about point differential being nice and, and, and being a good indicator, you don't actually get any extra points for for scoring, for winning by fourteen or by winning by two. You just get this to isn't win. the BCS, so, right? Yeah. So I, I just think that you know the Cowboys they need to stack wins, which has been a problem in the past, uh, and and they're winning uh, games in which they aren't playing their best. Uh, and I think that instead of being upset that they aren't playing their best every single week, uh, be a little bit more realistic. Look at the lay of the land of the NFL. There lots of teams. There is no team that has not played terribly at, at multiple points of the season this year. So just know that and, and, and know that the Cowboys are, are playing a long game. And 
look where we are. We're 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 in December. We're at the, at the end of December. We're at the end of the beginning of January. This team is red hot, and it's only going to get better. This they are exactly where they need to be right now. So so there shouldn't be too much complaining about you know the way that we've gotten here when the results so far are exactly what they're supposed to be. Um, I agree. I, I, style <laughs> points don't always matter. They don't. Sorry. Uh, yeah. All right, let's get to a question from somebody who is a little bit more optimistic about this team, Landon. This is from uh, at Kevin Paul, Texas. He wants to know, the Cowboys have the most yards and the most points. They have the third best success rate on defense and the most turnovers forced. And the special teams unit is a top unit that's blocked more punts in the last 18 years combined. Is that good? The answer is yes. It is very good. <laughs> uh, his this actual is- question, though, is, legitimately do the Cowboys have a real weakness that could keep them from winning a Super Bowl? And my answer would be, I kind of think so. I still like linebacker other than Micah Parsons is a, is a problem. Now I think you can mitigate it. Some, if, if you can use Donovan Wilson as a linebacker, you can use J Ron curse, but I do get worried when they play, let's say they play the Rams or the 49ers in round one, and they use so much play action so much misdirection. That's where I get a little bit worried. But other than that, they don't have – I don't think they have an Achilles heel or anything like that. Yeah, I mean, I, I think if somebody was able to find a way to win a game strictly by running the football, um, that might be a tough game for the Cowboys. But at the same time, you know, we haven't even seen anybody try to do that since, uh, you know, Gallimore and and and, and uh, D-Law have been back. So, so – I don't even know how successful that necessarily would even yeah. be still. So, uh, but I do, I do agree generally that that, that would be the area that I would be concerned about. And it's, and it's, you know, it's worth uh, being a little bit nervous about it because we haven't seen them kind of perform at the elite level that they've kind of performed in other aspects of the game. Right. I, I, I will say this, that I think it doesn't show up as much against this Cowboys team because they're able to score points. Right. Yeah. And, and I think that that's really when, uh, you really worry about teams that can run the football is that if they can run the football and then they can continue to kind of play in a neutral game script, which continues to allow them to play uh, to run the football, I think that can be problematic for the Cowboys to keep the, this offense off the field. Uh, you know, that they if they can't stop the bleeding, they can drain the clock. Uh, those are certainly concerns, but I, I just feel like, you know, from what we've seen. Most teams can't stay in that mode for very long against the Cowboys. You know, the Cowboys, except outside of the Denver game, which is kind of a, you know, almost a unique situation, really. There's just not many teams that can hold down the Cowboys scoring offense to the point where they don't feel the need to try to throw the football, where their own offense doesn't feel the need that they have to try to throw the football more simply to play catch up with the Cowboys. I actually think there's some teams in the AFC that match up better against the Cowboys. Yeah. Obviously the Chiefs do, but I, like outside of that, like the Titans would be a team that I think could give the Cowboys a, ro- a lot of problems because they, when Derrick Henry is healthy, they can run the ball, they can stay balanced on offense, and oh yeah, they've got like four monsters on their defensive line. The Colts are kind of like that when everybody's healthy, right? A huge offensive line in a really good front seven. In the NFC, you don't have that too much. Like the Rams' rushing attack isn't necessarily one where they're going to just run the ball all over you. It's more of a product of their passing offense. The Packers don't have that. Tampa Bay really doesn't have that. So I think the Cowboys will be okay. I don't think they're going to get exposed too much there. I really feel like if they lose, Landon, in the playoffs, it's going to be 
more because of execution execution rather than hey we just didn't have the players at this position to beat this team does that make sense yeah if the Niners were a better team, they would scare me. I think because yeah. the, because that of you know variety of run game, just you know Shanahan really knows how to call a run game. Um, I, I think with yeah, you said it with the Rams. I mean, the Rams may have the horses in some ways, but they don't have the ta- like talent right now because of all the run, running back injuries. And let's be honest, it really isn't going to take very much to get Sean McVay to kind of throw the football if you want him to. And exactly. and, and, and 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 is that you know <laughs> do you want to get in a shootout with the Rams? Uh, no, probably not. But no. I think the Cowboys are one of the few teams that could probably win a shootout with the Rams. I agree. Uh, all right, let's take one quick break so I can tell you guys about Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march through the College Bowl season and the Pro Football Playoffs. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Actually, Layden, as you were talking, I was looking at the uh, some of the Bet Online odds. Because I, I like to pay attention to this stuff and saw today the line for the Colts Raiders game was sitting at seven and a half. Checked back in, mm-hmm. all of a sudden it's down to four. I'm like, oh, what happened? And then I check oh. in about two minutes later as you're talking, Carson Wentz uh, test COVID. positive for COVID. Dial this down to two. So that's why you should be yeah. always checking the, the lines on Bet Online. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage. Of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season, Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. So don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available. Just use promo code LOCKDOWN to receive your 50% welcome bonus. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, Landon, uh, just a couple more questions before we move on. Uh, Pro Football Focus had an interesting article today about. Uh, some guys that could get big contracts this offseason. They mentioned Randy Gregory. Mm-hmm. So our guy Clayton wants to know, I saw a projection for the Cowboys to re-sign Randy Gregory for two years, $25 million, with $15 million guaranteed. Would you take that deal right now if you were the Cowboys? Yeah, if they could fit it, I would. I, I mean, I think – Done. Sign you, me up. Yeah, sign me up. That's a great contract. That's a great number. Um, and I feel like – you know, look – I'm okay. Look, I feel like you can lose the defensive coordinator if you had to. You can lose uh, you know, players here and there. If you are somehow able to retain that trio up front of Randy Gregory, Demarcus Lawrence, and Micah Parsons, I feel like you can shuffle a lot of other pieces around and still have a very, very good defense. Well, and you know, the thing is your entire secondary – well, not entire secondary. Your safety but most of it. Yeah. But like you have all your corners under contract. You've got some linebackers you like. Like there, you wouldn't need to do a lot. No, I, and that's why I think you know. Again, uh, having Gregory there gives you st- it, it. It keeps uh, Parsons in play at linebacker, which keeps that unit above water. Yeah. You hope to add some talent there, so he's not the only piece there, and that allows you to move him around. But I think having three pass rushers like that uh, that can rush the pass as well as those guys do. Uh, that is uh, that's a rare piece on an NFL defense, and I think that's th- that is something that you can build around. Uh, you know, for, no matter who's who else is on the on the team next year. Last question before we go. This one from Sam: If you could have only one back next year, who are you choosing, Kellen Moore or Dan Quinn? Uh, 
I I think Kellen Moore because and and I understand the Dan Quinn talk, but it, it goes back to what we talk about, where defense is incredibly difficult to replicate, and it is. It, I I think that you can have. I think the thing that carries over from year to year is continuity and offense. Mm-hmm. So I think having an offensive coordinator, I mean, even if you don't feel like Kelly Moore is the best offensive coordinator in football or whatever, right? Like the fact that he's so uh, close with Dak and that they have a relationship that they have and that they've developed this offense over the years, the way that they have, I just feel like that would be more of a start over from scratch loss uh then then uh then what quinn would be i I think quinn has done a fantastic job and i'm not trying to discount what he's done at all oh he's been amazing he's been amazing and he deserves all the head coach considerations uh i i I will be thrilled to see him get a job because i think he deserves it he's an incredible person it feels like he's just really motivating guy i just feel like if, if we're talking about what's most important to the cowboys you know, replicating offense year after year is possible. So you should do whatever you can uh, to try to do that. And it kind of goes back to the, the, to the, uh, to the Gallup conversation, right? It's like on offense, I would rather have the same group of guys doing what they're doing year in and year out. And butter, right. Like the yeah. defense has been excellent this season, but they're built to play a certain brand of football, right? They're built to play with a lead. How do you get a lead? Well, your offense being as consistently good as it, as it is, right? Yeah, and I think that that's the thing, right? Is that you've got uh, uh, you've got consistency there for over multiple years, uh, and it's really started to kind of come into fruition these last two years. I'd hate to break that up. I feel like if you have a new defensive coordinator, you may take a step back, but I think that you have you still have all the pieces in place to have a really solid defense. I think it would be uh, it would be a struggle to kind of get back, uh, the an offense onto a new page with a new offensive coordinator, even if it was someone like, uh, you know, in-house or, or you know, like, well, the, it, the, it, 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 like it's, it's way easier to find good defensive coordinators. For example, I think there's a really good chance. Let's say Dan Quinn leaves that somebody like Vic Fangio, Vic Fangio probably going to yeah. be available, a former head coach who the Broncos have the number one defense in the league and they're not going to make the playoffs, which I find hilarious by the way, but yeah. That's an option. Like, okay, here another one. Mike Zimmer. We'll see if Mike Zimmer ends up staying in Minnesota, but there's a lot of rumblings. If they don't make the playoffs, he could be gone. I'd take Mike I'll take, Zimmer. I'll, I'll take Mike Zimmer as my defensive coordinator, man. I'll, Absolutely. I'll, I'll give you another one. Gus Bradley. Like, the Raiders yep. are going to have a whole new coaching staff this year. Gus Bradley's a defensive coordinator there. Comes from the same style of, you know, Seattle defense. So, I, I just – those guys become available, like Dan Quinn. Those guys become available way more often than a good offensive coordinator does. Where on the offensive side, you're looking at Matt Nagy, Pat Shermer. It's like there's just not a lot of names that get you all that excited. So give me Kellen Moore over Dan Quinn as well. But that's not to take anything away from Dan Quinn. Yeah, and kind of going back to your point too. Like just listen, listen to that list. I'd much you'd much rather have your own internal guys on offense than any of the external guys. And then on defensive coordinator side. You've got your pick of the litter of of very experienced, very good defensive coordinators, including the guy that may be the hottest defensive coordinator, the hottest defensive mind in all of football, Vic Fangio. So, uh, yeah, I think it's it's uh, it shows you that you know that when you're when you talk about replacing offensive coordinator, 
you're you're competing with head coaches. You're competing with guys who are up for yeah. head coaching gigs. Uh, when you're when you're when you're talking about replacing a defensive coordinator, some of those guys may be up for head coaching gigs, but most of the time they've had head coaching gigs and they they uh, are looking to be defensive coordinators again, or or they're at the stage of their career where Quinn was when we picked him up, right? Where he just came off being a head coach. He's trying to reestablish himself in the league, uh, and it, it's it's an easy sell point to go, hey, come get with this group. Look what we did for Quinn's career. Uh, you know, you come coach with us for one or two years, you're going to be right back in the in the carousel for for an, another job. We just see that happen way more often. Just good defensive coordinators yeah. become available all the time. Not the case with offensive guys. So, well, uh, all right, that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll be back tomorrow to do some all 22 notes. Uh, Lane and I are going to really dive into into the film today. Uh, we've got a crossover show with the guys from Locked On Cardinals on Thursday. And then Landon, we've got a preview show on Friday. Busy, busy week here as we get you ready for week 17 and the new year. Uh, make sure you guys are downloading the podcast wherever you get your podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Enjoy podcast. your cigars. Smoke your cigars. We're, 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 we're beating the, we won the NFC East. We're celebrating. It's a celebration still, yeah. guys. Celebration still happening all week. Yeah, celebration all week as we uh, look forward to, to earning that one seat. Come on, Minnesota. We need you, buddy. Come on. Come on, Help Minnesota. Us out. You can do it. Uh, all right. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks.